Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is dear friend and housewives historian, Alina Mitra. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God, how are you doing? I'm good. I am ready to talk about all the tea that went down in this four-part reunion, which is unheard of, right? The first time it's ever been this long. I think I think there may be a, a Real Housewives of Atlanta season that had a four-parter, but I may be wrong about that. But this did feel like unprecedented almost like I don't think Beverly Hills has ever had a four-parter but like also Beverly Hills has been pretty boring I think for a few years before yeah I agree when you're like scraping the barrel talking about Lisa's dogs things aren't really as juicy as you want them to be no they're not um but we can get into the meat of that uh later today no spoilers but um I I have to admit like I am running on fumes right now (laughs) almost like I did just do something tremendously retro by eating a hot pocket for lunch oh my gosh that is like after school after middle school vibe no mom in the house what am I gonna feed myself for a snack and full like latchkey kid it's (laughs) um yeah it it was my first hot pocket in like years I think and those don't hit the way they used to I don't I'm not sure that they ever hit but my question for you is what did you use to heat it up did you do microwave oven toaster okay I just got home 15 minutes ago so I was like we got to come up with something real quick and then that's just what I had so I don't know we can only go up from that here no we can only go up I feel like a lot of those like kid after school snacks though just don't like, I, I couldn't imagine eating a Lunchable as an adult, but, like, I used to think that was, like, the height of cuisine, and now... Me, too. Like, my mom would always pack me lunch, and it would be some variety of Indian food, and I would see people eating Lunchables, and I would be like, I want that. Yeah. And I went home, and I told my mom, my mom was like, you're, that's disgusting, you're out of your mind. But that was all I wanted was, like, the questionable ham circles yeah oh and that like cold sticky bread like I don't know where Mm. we were back I I I guess it must have just been like peer pressure to the max but like yeah I just can't I can't imagine ever being in that headspace where I was like I want this I know what I would also love to try um in the same vein and era is a pizza roll Tatino oh yeah okay well that's that's a whole other banana here like I love a pizza roll to this day okay. still yeah those okay. hold I up, haven't I had one in a well. minute those in bagel bites are bagel bites. that's cuisine right there um yes oh my god bagel bites unlocked something within me yeah 
pizza on a bagel in general is like one of God's good creations, I think. Like super underrated. Like I, as an adult, will still order like a pizza bagel at a deli once in a while just to like feel something. Yeah, because the nostalgia factor with those just hits so hard and you're like, ah, it's hitting all the right notes, basically. And like in these trying times, we just have to indulge in our inner child a little bit, like tap into our jouissance. In the long run up to Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, I know I'm going to be feeling feeling on pizza (laughs) bagels, but all right. I think it is time for our first segment. So we are going to play Go Call the Governor. Okay. I am going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. Okay. There are no wrong answers here, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Got it. Cool. Let's play. All right. Um, as many longtime listeners know, we here on Crisis Twink have a long-standing moratorium to not talk about Demi Lovato on the podcast because we could talk about them literally every week. But I have to break my own rule today um, because <laughs> Demi Lovato has signed on as an ambassador to a QAnon-affiliated conspiracy theory-related website. Does the governor need to be called? The governor needs to be called immediately. <laughs> That is shocking. I actually, when you said Demi, didn't know what you were going to say, maybe thought that you would reference their picture with Joe Jonas. Um, This. Beyond. I don't even really have the words. It feels very out of character. Like, yes and no. Um, I mean, they are doing that alien discovery show like a re- they have that reality show about like trying to make first contact um in roswell or whatever so this feels like adjacent to that but way more sinister i mean yeah this is um, like an evil turn yeah in a way that i just very much wasn't as expecting yeah i i don't want to give them too much credit but i genuinely don't think that they're full cue necessarily I think they just are like flailing to try to pick some sort of new angle and they've settled on like conspiracy theories and aliens as their like thing Mm -hmm. but they just don't do any research ever about anything and then that's (laughs) how we get here (laughs) yeah I think I agree I agree with that like I think they're just trying to figure out their new space in the conspiracy theory angle does feel like a very and you would know better than I do but like a very LA move but we've maybe hit it at the wrong spot like I think that there's perhaps a way to do it if you're doing like an an unsolved sort of mystery vibe as opposed to like QAnon conspiracy exactly like the alien shit is stupid and like I I mean I don't know like if they really want to be singing or doing anything else but like the alien thing seems very like C-listy, but mm-hmm. at least it's like harmless and like there is for someone entertainment value in that. Like I don't know who beyond like the cuties are like really enjoying this new pivot. But this was just announced today. Like they have not yet addressed the backlash. 
So like, okay. who knows what's going on here? But like, I don't I'm know. very intrigued if we're going to get another notes app. Um, apology address. They are the queen of notes apps. Apologies. Yeah. Like I'm old yeah. enough to remember when they apologized for not knowing about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, <laughs> believe this Famously. was 20, 2017, maybe 2018, early 2018. Um, I don't know what planet they live on. I just know that like Selena Gomez probably knows about Palestine. Yeah, I will say this is a, a hard pivot. I am a huge Selena Stan, mm-hmm. like she can really do no wrong in my eyes. But when she did that video with um, Kamala, I think like last October, and she was like, I have never voted before. I was like, I love you so much, girl. It's not, I don't know. It's not like shocking to me, I guess. Like, yeah, just a little disappointing. Like I have no. to sit with it. There are like so many celebrities though who I'm sure do not vote. Like I remember um before last year's elections, this like writer and like truly like one of the greatest online sleuths on the internet, Tracy Morrissey, did some digging into like all the Bravo like stars mm-hmm. voting histories and voter registrations and stuff. And like it was mm-hmm. shocking to see like. I can imagine that being so frightening. Like, yeah, I'm better off not knowing. I it was think. it was genuinely surprising though. Like all the OC, a lot of the OC housewives who you'd think would be like super Trumpy, are not. They all voted for Biden or whatever. Like the VPR people, most of them, thank God, didn't vote because <laughs> I don't think we need everyone's vote matters but like I don't think Jax Taylor's does you know so yeah I don't know <laughs> Jax Taylor's vote I don't even think Jax Taylor is registered no he's not he he and um yeah. uh I god I already forgot their name after they were fired um Brittany his wife were not oh, registered yes. to vote that absolutely tracks and you're right in saying that I don't think that we would want them to vote no I don't think so either but All right, I think we got to move on to the next scenario. Apple cider, does the governor need to be called? Um, no. Okay. I love fall. I love apple cider. I love, it's, there's some in my house. I drink it just straight out out of the glass. So good. You can heat it up. You can put whiskey in it. I have no notes for apple cider. I will say I am an apple juice girl too, um, which is maybe a five-year-old take. Yeah. But. Well, no, no, I'm not agreeing. I'm <laughs> not agreeing. Was... Yes. <laughs> no, I I agree with basically everything that's been said so far. Um, okay. I said I'm not a big apple juice drinker, but I understand its value and have like, you know, like Lunchables esque fondness for it. Like, yeah, it's like a little mott. Yeah, mott's like um, I my preferred juice brand when I was a kid was Juicy Juice. Um, okay. If only because the PBS commercials for that, like that they would play in interstitials and stuff were like, mm-hmm. they were like what like hipster craft beer branding is today. Like they were mm-hmm. like so like 70s vintagey, like colorful cartoony, like like real kids, discerning kids with taste drink apple juice or drink Juicy Juice. Yeah, 
I have actually never tried Juicy Juice. Whoa. I know. I think I had this really, a lot of the content that I consumed, like American content, like PBS was late because I spent a lot of time growing up abroad. And so I would like consume it when I was like, yeah in the fourth or fifth grade when we had moved and I was like oh god it's like too late to be watching PBS everything is weird and out of whack all of this to say is that I have never had it because when I would ask my parents about it when I was that old they were like we are set in our ways now where we have whatever it's not this is this is that like we're not (laughs) we're not that's kind of how my family was too with like fun stuff like Capri Sun I only ever had a like other kids houses and stuff which is like dumb because it's literally I'm sure just the same thing as Juicy Juice but like my parents were so like it wasn't even like a health thing or whatever it was just they're so set in their ways that like right like this is what we've been buying for years exactly yeah Capri Sun I we were also not allowed unless it was for a birthday party that we were having or like going to somewhere else's it was just parents are so lame sometimes you know (laughs) (laughs) what I will say about apple cider though too much goes along or goes what am I trying to say here you can have too much like I feel like one glass is always enough for me I agree you want it to hit the spot and satisfy that craving that fall sweetness but more than a glass or a glass and a half is like cloying yeah we recently went apple picking um yes yes we did even though there were no apples to be found um only ground apples only ground apples sad 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 (laughs) Um, but I did get a like a gallon or whatever of apple cider from the like the orchard store and it took me forever to finish it because I was just like Mm. I can only have like a little, a little bit, bit that was like the like pure uncut stuff you know like I'm like I'm like talking of it like it's heroin or something no it's like full um it was so it. like unfiltered and like mm-hmm. thick and it was good it was perfect but it's not like the like stuff you get at Trader Joe's that's a little bit more like watered Diluted. down like this like hits yeah. too 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 much almost like we have the watered down version because um grace my roommate actually cooks farro farro mm-hmm. in it she like boils the oh, farro cool. otherwise it doesn't have any it doesn't have a ton of flavor yeah. so she'll do that um but I don't think she or my other roommates are alike to drink it so I'm just treating myself to a little glass every single night yeah. making my way and it's like the perfect the perfect way to like get apple get cinnamon feel like mm-hmm. a fall you're you're really yeah. embracing fall light a candle C- curl up I'm sounding like I'm sounding like a couch. girl on Pinterest I well hey it is like um Christian girl autumn or whatever like yes Christian. it's full neat we're doing knee-high boots we're doing scarves cashmere everything yeah like if you're feeling crazy flannel but in a straight girl straight ll bean girl way like i'm all about that you're this i feel dragged now actually because i'm currently in an (laughs) ll i'm wearing an ll bean flannel right now and i'm like wait i am that who i drag like i am i am the christian girl right now completely it's so it's so vulnerable (laughs) to be (laughs) like you're being seen by the christian girl fall 
Well, I think this is a good segue into our final scenario. Um, my favorite Christian girl, um, Lisa Barlow's whole thing. Does the governor need to be called? <laughs> um, I really have to think about this. Oh my gosh. I think let's preemptively call the governor. Okay. I know that you love Lisa yeah. Barlow. So yeah. I'm going to tread lightly. And I will also say in regards to the whole thing, I'm not 100% caught up. So okay. my takes are not. I'm not. E- we okay. are recording this for the listener um, two days after the Jen Shaw arrest episode happened. I have not mm-hmm. watched it yet because I'm sorry, I'm busy. Not that y'all I aren't, also, but like, I just am busy. And yeah. The last episode I watched was the one where the Lisa Barlow thing kicked off was when she, they were having like the um, poker party and the oh, caterer. So and, I'm like, oh, so you're a it. few episodes behind. Yeah. Yes. You're on um, a low point for Lisa, I will say. Yeah. So given the context, I'm going to say it's not looking great for her. That's fair. Um, it's, yeah. She's seen better days. She has. And I will say, like, not to spoil anything, but she does bounce back. Um, if I anyone just, can bounce back, it's her. Oh, she's indestructible. And I think that's like, but she is like, a complete nonsense human who does not know how to rationalize anything in her life outside of just like business, business, business. But I find that so like weirdly admirable. Like, I I respect her because I think that even though she doesn't quote unquote have it together, she presents so completely like she does that you you believe her I'm like yes can do no wrong like could really take charge of anything and have it be perfect I'm all in and she just like flat out tells lies Mm -hmm. like she says like she doesn't work out and all she does she literally just like eats fast food four times a day not true cannot be true cannot cannot be true she has full washboard abs and like I'm sorry as someone who works out a lot but enjoys like the like occasional Taco Bell meal. Like I don't have even regular abs, not even washboard. I it's there's nothing to be done here. Like you simply cannot do what she is saying she does. But like somehow she's like bent the truth of the universe towards yeah. her. And I believe and, it. I, who am yeah, I? Yeah, and that's the thing. We're not even really questioning in it questioning it like we're talking about it now but when I sit down to watch I'm like oh god she's so relatable like she's going to the Starbucks drive-thru with her son and then Chick-fil-a of course and not even processing that that's probably not at all what's happening or if it is no once a blue moon (laughs) she I don't think you've gotten to this episode yet but she does um take her son to Starbucks in a recent episode picks him up at school beg reading him Hi, baby gorgeous, which is an <laughs> incredible thing to call your son. You're like 13-year-old son. And then like she eats like three cake pops on camera, which I'm like, I've never seen any Bravo celebrity eat cake, anything, like no, no food basically on camera. So it was like sort of refreshing, but I was like, 
Hmm. I do think she's like low-key almost the real cult leader on Salt Lake City like even more so than Mary just because I think she's built up such like a devoted legion of like die hard die hard fans and I'm sorry I'm one of them but like <laughs> you either like I love think you her shouldn't or apologize. Hate her. oh I'm not going to not yeah. on my podcast I couldn't that it would not be honest of me to apologize for it yeah so I'm just I, not gonna do it but <laughs> I agree I think Mary is a cult leader but not I don't think she might be a cult leader in her life but in terms of like the fan base that she has created yeah. it is like what Lisa has done incredible it's, the best think, out of any Salt Lake City it's almost more powerful because Mary has God on her side. Right. Sure. Lisa just has Lisa. And <laughs> it's that, just her. That is like, I mean, it's galaxy brain, which she's managed to do. And I love her husband. I love, I mean, I love Salt Lake City in general. This season, like you should, you must catch up. Like it's, and I haven't even gotten to like the, the meat of the gen stuff yet. And it's, I'm already so compelling, but like, I don't know. I think maybe we should, um, we should probably talk about the other housewife elephant in the room, but we'll do that after this break. And we are back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Alina, what are you rushing to the ER today? Um, this week, I think we need to have a big discussion about, as I said earlier, the four parts. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Incredible. I I couldn't agree more. This is like a pressing topic of discussion in a week that has had like so many cultural emergencies. Honestly, like this may be the biggest of all of them. But I agree. I, there was so much hype for this reunion and this season in general. Yeah. And I just feel like we need to we need to have a big debrief. So how did you get into Housewives in the first place? It's a great question. I honestly, I don't even know. I think that I was just, I was, I'm a TV person. So, and I love reality TV. So I was probably just flipping in like middle school or elementary school even. And I came across, which is, this is crazy, but Rural Housewives of Orange County was my first introduction mm-hmm. and it was like Vicky, Tamara, Gretchen, Bunko, yeah. very, very OC. Like the and, golden era of OC basically. Yeah. And ever since then I have I've dabbled in all the cities, but I've stuck to New York and Beverly Hills. Okay. And New Jersey. Great. To three three historic icons I will say it's weird as basically a Potomac resident that you do not watch Potomac I know it is um a Thanksgiving goal of mine because we've spoken about it to start I think you said in season three and then just three yeah this season was a little bit more we're on season six now it was a little less good than the past three but three through five are like wow um okay I'm in 
But I, I will agree with you though, like Beverly Hills, New York, those have been my two core ones for a really long mm-hmm. time. And then New Jersey was like sort of a more, not more recent, but like, um, I've been getting back into Jersey a lot more in recent Same. Years. I, when it first started, I was all in because I thought the the family drama was so compelling and since yeah. then it's sort of died down like they've all made friends which I guess is great for them in the long run but doesn't make the best tv so I removed myself a bit but it's still yeah. good it's still like the recent casting's been good um boyfriend of the pod Arthur Shot Lopez and I have been watching season two of Real Night Housewives in New Jersey like the oh, the last thing I think that's maybe my favorite housewives season period because I it just hits like truly lunatic heights and Mm -hmm. I think Daniel Staub is quite possibly the best housewife of all time in terms of just like chaos energy there is nothing like her except maybe Kelly Benson but like I agree well I think what sets them apart is that Kelly never thought that she brought the drama but Danielle knows exactly what she's doing and she's so committed to it and I think it's beautiful it makes for great tv it's it's incredible tv and everything that comes out of her mouth is just like a gold mine I feel like people almost underrate her in a way that I would love to see like I would love to see the community revisit Let's get like a 10 year retrospective going mm-hmm. like MoMA do a little piece <laughs> like um, I'm ready for that. But where have you been with Beverly Hills recently? So I took a bit of a break when the Yolanda Munchausen thing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when Kim and Camille had come back, I was like, maybe not. But yeah. then I popped back in for the Dorit Lisa dog drama and I've Mm -hmm. been in it since. Yeah, that's that's a good place to re-enter. Like I I had a pretty similar journey too. Like I tapped out um I guess I guess it was only for one season, but like after Mm -hmm. Eileen left, I tapped out the year after, like the first Teddy year. Mm -hmm. Came back in for the dog drama too. Yeah, the dog drama was, I mean, as I said, I think it was entertaining, but it's not where you come to Housewives. Like, you want something a little more meaty. And this is a little too meaty, but, like, this was almost, like, too serious. Like, I want drama that's straight up fake. It It was, like, a little too serious, but also they just kept harping on it over and over and over again, which has been a problem with Beverly Hills for I, honestly since Erica came on in season six. Like every mm-hmm. season, it's just one storyline that gets like beaten to death. Like Munchausen with Yolanda, which in hindsight was a pretty compelling. Like I remember not mm-hmm. liking that season when it came out, but like in hindsight, sure, great. Seven, I don't even remember like Pantygate or whatever. Like oh, boy. eight, who knows? Nine, Puppygate fine like right. it was good they just talked about it ad nauseum and then last season with the Denise stuff like that was I, hard for me I thought I really 
I think that they could have done so much more with that. Yeah, I think they got sort of stonewalled by. I mean, I love Denise. Like, I've stand Denise Richards for. I mean, like fifteen years probably since I first watched The World Is Not Enough. Like, love her. Mm -hmm. She like wasn't a great housewife because she just doesn't she couldn't play ball no she was not prepared and to be fair a lot of them Rina took it to a new level but she was not even prepared to engage an eighth like she was just like I'm I'm out and you can't you can't do that no you can't like you either have to you have to play ball or you have to like disengage in like a funny way that like furthers the drama like Mm -hmm. like queen meredith mark saying i have to disengage from the conversation like that is an iconic thing in and of itself and but then she didn't actually disengage so it's like right that's how you do it yeah i think it was just she was not she doesn't have the temperament and that's okay but it made for a sort of like a flop of a season yeah and no season with Brandy Glanville should be a flop. Like, and Brandy has like a Danielle-ish, like chaos, mad, yeah. God, not to quote Marvel, but like chaos magic to her that like, even when she is like flat out wrong and she so often is like, she is the straw that stirs the drink and yeah, spills it say, all over the floor. But He plays and assumes the role of villain so well in the same way that I think Danielle does they're just like we're going to be the agent of chaos yeah this season however I think it was the best one since probably like five with the Kim Amsterdam stuff because there were multiple storylines for once Mm -hmm. and the drama was serious but it was also like you could take sides in a way that made it feel like a little bit more like Erica was so clearly in the wrong here, obviously. Yeah, and they really like everything was coming. The season was coming out. The news was coming out, and then there were so many other cultural touchstones that would relate back to what we were seeing on Housewives. Like I don't know if you watch. I'm sure you did the Housewife and the Hustler to yeah. watch that while the season was coming out. It just put so many more things in motion. Oh, that dropped at just the right time because like mm-hmm. I guess this was they dropped that like right before Erica's lies and I'm gonna smack just like a big allegedly over all this yes before her like tall tales started getting like mm-hmm. increasingly ludicrous um there was like almost a little sympathy to like her divorce right. and like her talking about like how Tom was like such a shitty husband to her like and then it got out of control out of control I mean she was doing full like like cabaret like see here like weird like story time with Erica Jane I like couldn't believe it like and the way she talked about it was first of all like you said absolutely insane but she would drop these bombshells during the season and like brush she would say them like oh, well, you know, like his car fits that flipped over six times and that was just the truth. And it was like, you need to, you need to, like, how how are you just saying that? The average person cannot take on that sort of information 
without follow-up questions. And for yeah. her to present all these, I'll just call tall tales as if people were not supposed to like question or confront her reality. It is a level of delusion that I think we haven't seen on Housewives in, in years. Like, I agree. And it just got crazier and crazier. And I'll be honest, I don't think that the reunion pieced anything no. together for me or answered any questions about what in the heck was going on. Did you think it merited four parts? No. Okay. I was I, happy I that like, I thought it was fun, but I really like so much of it. We didn't act, wasn't actually yeah. what we needed. No, I, I think they could have condensed it down to th- like, they never do two parts, but like they should have done like three parts probably. And like really, so. really like gone in more like Andy, I, to his credit, Andy Cohen, I think has been getting increasingly worse at reunions as time goes on mm-hmm. just because like there's he probably has to do so many a year and like they can't all be good or whatever but like he mm-hmm. was really on point I agree and he I thought, was out of any of them asking the toughest question exactly which like that was the whole theme of the season is that the ladies basically fed Sutton to the wolves and used her yeah. to like do all their dirty work and then were like we believe you. Yeah. Sutton was to me the clear MVP of this season. Even with Hard her agree. her early season like drama with Crystal, which was mm-hmm. definitely like not a good look for Sutton. And honestly, like some of it, the like the quote unquote violation stuff, I didn't think was a great look for Crystal either. I I thought the whole thing, it could have, yes, it was blown out of context. I think yeah. had we known about her eating disorder earlier, yeah. everything would have been she should have. Yeah, I think if she'd offered like a clear explanation to Sutton about all the things, mm-hmm. and like me, I would maybe like reconsider the word a little bit. Maybe though, it's hard to like take away your like what you feel is what you feel and you can't really right. like say anything about that but like it went on um to a level where I was like oh Crystal just doesn't like this person like mm-hmm. at the like the ugly leather pants fight when she busted out like you're mm-hmm. just jealous of me I'm like that you've lost me there that's not a you yeah. can't no one on earth is going to win an argument like that agree yeah but that was so quickly, the the tide so quickly changed for Sutton. And I agree. I think she came out, she and Garcelle came out seeming the most to me. Absolutely. Like, rational, level-headed, considering all the facts. People and the rest of them just seemed off their rockers. Yeah. And it's no coincidence that like Sutton and Garcelle were the only two people who were actually making any sense or making any headway at the reunion in the face of like mm-hmm. Erica's like one woman show. And it really, yes, it was. It was just a one woman show. And she lets no one question her, which Andy sort of alluded to, but you can't, if you question her, you're calling her a liar. Yeah. 
like she's like oh I'm here I'm you ask away and then the minute someone asks she like starts like banging a bunch of pots and pans and like deflecting and like lashing out like I I kind of anticipated that she would do that here mm-hmm. but it was so shocking to see like her just like punch out in every direction like when she is angry she is so vicious yeah in a way that it's actually hard to watch yeah like that she has deep-seated rage Mm -hmm. and like she's so used to being this like sort of infallible ice queen that like the moment that veneer chips away it's 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 over for people but like it yeah can't be. i agree that's not- no because it's this is so big like yeah this is a criminal investigation where you have literally millions of dollars at stake and i get that she has like legal questions that she cannot like touch on on a tv right. show that makes sense to me but like she should have been she should just said that she never really right. said that I just, and I, uh, Dorit spoke about it a little bit, but Dorit was so annoying to me this season, but she was, it was crazy. I think that she, I'm sad for what she has suffered in the past week, but she really was frustrating to watch, but she did say that like, if Erica had started off the season and first and foremost said, this is a tragedy and I'm so sorry to the people who have actually lost something this we would be telling a different story she just went in guns blazing like Sutton said like she was the only one victimized by the situation which is just not true at all no it's not like there are dozens of testimonials talking about like Tom's alleged improprieties and like how his actions directly at and adversely affected the lives of these victims and to not acknowledge that once this season and barely barely on the reunion after uh, like they were like you have you literally have to yeah she she really just said something under duress like Mm -hmm. I don't yeah it, it was really 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 hard to watch and like her weird like mania where she would like be like oh girlfriend that's so that's so crazy like her like this like jocular chumminess that like it feels like such an act and then mm-hmm. like her saying these that like weird racial comment uh, about Garcelle mm-hmm. or like about like Potomac and Atlanta and Garcelle was like what was yeah. that and yeah. then that got like no one followed up with that either so I'm like no that just on? it immediately got brushed under the rug which I do that was something that I did notice all season was there were a lot of weird moments where they tried to like quote unquote be with the times and touch on race and I don't know I'm on the one hand like glad they're doing it and I think Garcelle and Crystal as well like bring an uh much needed diversity but also they're all so ill-equipped like every time so, Dewey opened her mouth I was like oh god girl I wish you wouldn't exactly like I really appreciated what Crystal 
brought to this season like I think she's a fabulous addition to the show and like mm-hmm. she's really good at playing the housewives game too I think um yeah but like and I really liked all every like party that she threw every event she put together like had some sort of like cultural element to it that she brought mm-hmm. in that I thought was like it was like I think Bravo's done a really bad job at like adding and I'm gonna use their words for this quote-unquote adding diversity to right. these franchises to meet the moment in ways that like hasn't felt like really heavy-handed or haven't have been like putting their cast members in danger like I right. had to tap out right. on Roni this season and I never because, yes. do because yeah. the Ebony st- like the way Ebony was being treated by these women was just so hard to watch and I think like two Beverly Hills' credit, it was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff between Dorit and Garcelle this season. Which was very hard to, to yeah. watch, I think. The language that Dorit used was so racially coded. Oh, and yeah. She, and she, she doesn't never know what that stopped. means. No. Yes. And, you know, it was sad to see that for the ladies to, like, take Garcelle seriously, she basically had to explicitly lay out her racial trauma to them yeah. and then they were like oh my god we're so sad and sorry that that happened it's like <sighs> it was painful. you should know this like right yeah like I I do think that none of these women have ever had to consider any of that right. that's never, not an excuse never. and I I resent Bravo for making like the the new women of color that they add to the show have to carry the burden kind of, of yeah like, mm-hmm. it's, it's I also agree it's horrible um I do think that Beverly Hills women handled it by and large better than whatever Ramona than was giving us the name Ro- Roni just throw it away at this point but like the two women who did who were like the the main like villains to me this season are the ones who need to go and that is Dorit and, and Rena 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 yeah. I'm done with yeah. this Rena I agree yes yes there was the moment in the reunion that Andy was like basically he was like Rena you stir the pot all the time for what reason are you not doing it now which she didn't really ask the last part but to make a good housewife you have to commit to the bit that you have made yourself to be and she fell so flat when we needed her the most exactly and I can't tell whether this was a self-conscious effort to tamp down on her instigator status after how poorly she was received last season with the Denise of Mm -hmm. it all or if she gen or if she's just so savvy that she realizes that like being the main Erica supporter is a storyline in and of itself. But mm. nothing she does anymore feels organic or fun. Like there's nothing there f- to rest on anymore. Like I I agree. It is so it is so everything they do obviously is calculated, but with her, it's just it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, you can't sustain this. No. You have to go. She was great the first few seasons. Not, well, still bad because like the the Kim 
the Kim feud and the Yolanda feud both look way worse in hindsight, given like we know now that this is a repeated pattern of Mm -hmm. trying to drive people away. And she sort of did it to Garcelle this season too. So, you know, that it's hard to like look back in hindsight fondly on, I guess, what she did, but like she was very refreshing those first few seasons, especially as a foil to Lisa Vanderpump, who was basically the Rinna of the early seasons of the show. Before Rinna was here. I agree. I just think that this was a, either like you said, like she just thinks that being Erica's ally is smart or a very bad miscalculation that has made her so boring that it's, it's giving me honestly, Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah. Just not adding anything at all. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. It's, I do, I do think her time is up. Like, I know that it isn't. I am fairly sure that they have brought back everyone because filming already have, started. Yes. And they have a new addition whose name I don't remember. Yeah. But everyone is back. She's that rich Bosnian woman. Yes. Her name's Diana. I don't remember the last name either, but she, um, I don't know if she's going to be full-time or friend of, but like, I do think they need one or two more voices or friends of to like get in the mix because Kath, we haven't even talked about Kathy yet. Oh my gosh. We have, we must. She was fabulous this season. So good and funny and kooky. Yeah. It was wonderful to watch. I had no idea she could be like this either because I in like early pandemic last year, watched the Paris Hilton YouTube documentary. That was about Mm -hmm. her experiences with like therapeutic boarding school and like all this stuff. And like that documentary does not show Kathy in a very favorable light at all. Like if you had told me that like Kathy was like this like genuinely kooky, like fun weirdo after watching that documentary, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm -hmm. But she was such a like a positive light this season she i'm not historically a very big kyle fan but she she brought up the best in kyle Kyle this season yeah it was great and heartwarming to watch their dynamic and to see like a more fun silly side of kyle that i feel like has been missing and her kyle's relationship with kim is so different and i think brings out a pretty heavy dark side of Kyle um this was really really nice but I I do agree I think that they need something new because right the way that the reunion wrapped up I can't possibly imagine that we're going to extend this drama into the next season but you know we will but we will and that will just be like I I can't do that again I don't know if I can either but the what is keeping me going is I think the women know that they can actually lay into Erica a little bit more now and the fans Mm -hmm. want that that seems that could be at a new dynamic Crystal since like the reunion ended basically has like completely now aligned herself with Sutton and Garcelle and Garcelle I've seen publicly which I think is a great look because like that's just smart housewife alliance playing at work and like just a, I, I think that's a fun a fun gang of girls so that's good. I agree I want them to I, I want to be in that group yeah because I don't I cannot 
deal with the same like five lady team up over and over again like Kyle needs to like shake it up a little bit like Mm -hmm. Dorit and Lee they're not leaving but like Dorit and Lisa need to like come up with something else like um who am I oh well god Eric I don't even know what Erica's gonna look like next season but like that case still has several more bombshells to drop I'm sure and like more like trials and tribulations so it'll be interesting to see what happens on that front but like yeah we can't have points yeah I'm intrigued to see it all play out after I watched the housewife and the hustler I was like she knew yeah which now I I may be less sure but I would be curious to know what you thought just because I think that it's so absurd and such a big deal and so strangely perfectly timed the divorce that I feel that there is no way that she didn't know that this was happening but then also being able to hear about how messed up her marriage was I do feel for her and maybe I'm a little less certain about how much she all knew well I don't think she knew all that much about like the I don't think she was like this grand mastermind like some of the the prosecuting attorneys are trying to make it out Mm-hmm. I think that she knew enough and looked away. And when she yeah. says that she's like never been to the bank before, like never done this, this or that. All her papers I don't go believe right that. to him. Right, like, right. That doesn't, that's not, she has a full LLC in her name. Like you cannot operate an LLC without at least having some like paper signing or whatever. And like, as we've seen with the Teresa legal situation on Jersey, Signing a document is culpability, even if you right, like allegedly right. do not know what's in don't it. Don't know what's in it. Right. So yeah, I I don't know. I I do think that her marriage was probably not great. But like she also like I I hate to say this, but like it was transactional enough that she got a lot of what she wanted out of it at the expense of like a romantic connection that was never gonna last with like an 85 year old like the power dynamic was so wacky yeah just like absurdly comical that he was so much older and had all this money of course she got what she wanted the mechanics of having a relationship a romantic relationship with like a septuagenarian and an octogenarian yep you know what it's it just it's that's not built for till death do us part I'm sorry like it's not like it's gonna change and maybe at the beginning it was there I'm sure it was Mm -hmm. like it definitely hasn't been there as long as she's been on the show so like I don't know the whole I mean I just think the more I think about it the crazier it gets right because especially she has branded herself as this like hot very sexual person you're right that like the di- that dynamic doesn't make sense but he's the one that has been cheating on her it's just so which I'm sure he ha- was cheating on her completely he's still like it's but just all so absurd I also wouldn't be surprised and this is just like pure speculation like that they had some sort of like open situation May- yeah because like, that just like seems like the more I think that A, that's more common in Hollywood stuff than we think it is. And B, it's like, 
it just seems like plausible enough. I think so. so. I think so. And then just to add a little frosting to this cake of chaos, he is now not mentally competent all of a sudden. That is the darkest part to me. Like, Mm -hmm. the timeline for this dementia does not add up. It doesn't Doesn't make a lick of sense. But then now he's, like, showing out and he, like, moved into this, like, nursing home that, like, I know from LA, it's, like, not, it's kind of dingy. Like, it's not, like, Mm -hmm. a luxury retirement community or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's all an act or whatever to try to be, like, oh, like, I'm downsizing. But then he's, like, showing up to places both with like buxom women who are like of indeterminate origin and like he has like weird black eyes and like bruises he looks haggard so I'm not like he looks bad I don't know what maybe it just and I didn't I mean I don't want to like talk about someone's looks but like Erica I thought looked a little less put together than she sometimes does at the reunion Mm -hmm. and I know beauty costs money let's just let's just say that it costs money to maintain that so maybe they're both seeing side effects of like stress and like reallocated income or whatever but it Mm -hmm. for him especially it was shocking to see to the point where I'm like well maybe you aren't you're not well right here because like I mean right he's just elderly now like of course he's not going to be the same did not have the same energy as however many years ago. But I just think that there's so much there that obviously we can't, that wasn't discussed and like it would just be speculation to talk about. But I think like that is all going to get uncovered. Like the dementia, the relationship with his um, biological children mm-hmm. and the money there, their relationship with Erica, all of that. Yeah that's going to all come to light as the legal proceedings go on yeah and there's very clearly there's a lot of sinister shit in his whole life and I think by extension her whole life Mm -hmm. that we have not seen yet either so like that that's like one of the main things that gives me hope for the next season like I do think even a rehash of whatever's going now gone that whatever is going on now is going to be like entertaining enough Mm -hmm. like I think I just think there's more I don't know there's definitely more and I think that if we can get some new alliances groups get people like pushing back on her more I do think that it will be an interesting way to start out the season I don't know that they can make it I don't know that we can do a whole nother season devoted to this specifically so I guess we just stay tuned. There is one person I would like to see back in a, let's say a limited capacity because I don't mm-hmm. want her back full time, I think. But I would love to see Lisa Vanderpump comment on the Erica situation. I was going to say, I think I've heard a lot from Camille Grammer, which is fine. And <laughs> Thank like, God. Okay, <laughs> whatever, like yeah. happy to have her input. But I, I do think that Lisa would bring something yeah and I I don't know how you feel I think it's just sort of a shame that her relationship with Kyle went up in flames in the way that it did I would I would love a little stint to see if they could try to rebuild it that friend that 
bridge seems completely burnt at this point. I, I agree. But if Lisa comes back and does like a revenge against Kyle plot, like plot line, I would like to see it. Though I do feel like Lisa probably should not. I feel like Lisa is next for like criminal investigation. I've always found her deeply shady and like her recent comments this week about um did you see this she went on a west hollywood town or town hall zoom to like speak out against increasing the minimum wage that um owner of businesses lisa vanderpump everybody owner of weird sketchy sometimes always empty businesses that like get cars driven into them and like fires in the kitchen always that like didn't open until like two weeks ago basically after being shut down the entire pandemic and she didn't pay her employees during that time like I didn't know that that's she there are some skeletons in that closet that like allegedly that like should not be I think also we talked they talked about it a little maybe last reunion but Stuff is shady with Dorit and PK too, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't And then believe... there was the whole thing that he's going into business with Mauricio. hmm I think maybe because he was actually, like, he's not as solvent as he says he is. That's well, very that's certainly true. Yeah, I mean. But things don't really add up mathematically there to me no they don't like when she said on the reunion that she pays retail for all those clothes my eyes rolled out of my head yeah like i couldn't that cannot be true that cannot be true true. because like those chanel outfits alone those like head-to-toe logomania things that she loves wearing like which is not real that's like barbie fashion but whatever like that is seventy thousand dollars worth of clothes alone for and one that's just outfit? One outfit, yeah. I'm sorry, like you're not pulling in like ninety million dollars a year. Like that's just not plausible. The wedding gowns aren't selling that well. They no. Um. Though I like that. I like the gowns actually, which is maybe not a. I was like, <laughs> I was like, good for her. Like I like it when she does business. Um. But the no, and when. I don't want to tread into too sticky territory. I do believe that she was home invaded. But the one detail that made my ears prick up was that only $100,000 worth of goods were stolen. You think that there, because there wasn't anything else there? That or, I don't know. I mean, $100,000 worth of luxury goods, if she is spending in accumulating at the way she says she is that's it's, like an outfit and a half more, that's way not that more much was stolen from kyle wait they made off with kyle, like a whole closet worth of kyle's stuff right like, like her diamond like just so much yeah yeah so that's um i don't know i don't i don't i think that she's not lying about being home invaded mm-hmm. i was just and we don't know enough circumstances to know like why these thieves only made off with as much as they did but I would like to hear more about this because that was very odd to me given the information that we have 
yeah, something is not right. Mm-mm. Something is not right there and in terms I, of their finances. I am surprised. Kyle and Mauricio strike me as pretty savvy people. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think Kyle is one of the smartest housewives who's ever been on the show. I'm surprised that Mauricio is going into business with him and allegedly making a Netflix show about their new venture, which I will watch. I will obviously watch. That is crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think, I know, I wonder if for Mauricio, it's because they are just, he has so much money and PK is, they're so close. Yeah. But it was just like, but it's like, you can, are you really, to be as wealthy and smart as they both are, can you afford to make a questionable decision like that? I don't really think so, but maybe you can. He, I mean, he rakes in the dough. Like the agency is, it's not like some of these like housewives, house husband businesses are just for camera. The agency right. is a legitimately extremely lucrative and popular real estate agency in LA. Like mm-hmm. half of the open houses and like, Beverly Hills, Pasadena, like all these like wealthy enclaves are agency listings. Like, mm-hmm. and it's weird for someone whose wealth feels so like real to partner with someone whose wealth is so like borderline fictitious, let's say. Right. Um, but I will, I do love their friendship. This season made me really like PK actually, which is I not something I, I would have. I know not the takeaway that I thought was coming and as much as Erica hated that dinner conversation I thought it was both hilarious and also like exactly what Kyle and Dorit needed to sort of open their eyes a little bit is to have their husbands be like this whole thing is so ludicrous and that you buy into it so blindly is insane. Pete almost emerged as the voice of a reason for the whole season. Cause even at the end, that final episode at Crystal's um, Chinese New Year dinner, mm-hmm. when Erica like acted bizarrely towards like Sutton's like sort of apology or whatever, he like yeah. went up to her afterwards. He was like, You need to act like a normal fucking human being. Like, stop doing yeah. this. Like, and that's like such a wake up call. But also, if like, PK is telling you that like your then shit is that's busted. when you that's yeah. when you know like literally the shadiest dude so dodgy yeah. and dubious and he is being through your game come on I love I think he and Dorit have a very genuine love though and I do I think they work like she is at her best when she's with him I think and I it I took me a while so. to I, get there with those two but like yeah. yeah, I'm on board for their relationship and for this season did turn the tide for how I view him. Yeah. And Mauricio, I have historically loved, I think, and I'm just calling this out. I hope he listens. He needs to mm-hmm. lay off the weed a little bit. He was like catatonically stoned this season. I'm like, you need to like, <laughs> it's getting into territory where I'm like, oh, you're you're never not stoned at this point and it was like funny at first but I'm like you're like you literally cannot go on camera without being like stoned like let's figure that out maybe maybe it was just like a COVID coping and now he's gonna 
Let's hope so because like I do like him. He's so hot, but like I I don't know. He just brought like I don't know how to articulate this thing better, like baggy t-shirt energy to this whole season. And I'm like, you're (laughs) usually a little bit more like put together and stuff. So yes, he's a bit more sharp, both mentally and also like the way he looks. Um it was looking a little downtrodden. <laughs> and I'm also calling, putting this out into the universe, Kyle needs a new stylist because she just can't, has an, an inability to look nice. I like that reunion I, look, she looked like a cocktail waitress at a like very dubiously themed restaurant. Like, yes. I don't want to comment on really like looks looks but I will say I the hairdo was uh I don't I can't even properly describe what it is that that was I didn't I was was like I know this is offensive somehow I don't know how it is but like I I know it's offensive somehow like it was we leaned in too hard to like the tendrils and the spiky hair of the 90s yeah she looks like just, sporty spice but bad like post-workout post-sports sporty spice right it was just it was not right and no. she she has given us better and i hope that sort she of is. sort of sort of like I thought she looked really nice at like whatever that like Paris party was with like the hat yeah that was yeah. cute I mean like historically she's given us better looks Th- that oh, was just yeah. one of the worst things I've she loves I like, recall she loves like really ugly shades of green and I would like her to like just let's let's experiment she has the money to hire a really good stylist and also now she's like legitimately having like a career renaissance because like I did not watch the new Halloween movie but apparently she has a huge role in it and no spoilers she's coming back for the third one as like a a, a main character so happy for her yeah I am too I, I have never seen her act but there, that's a talented family of actresses because Kim I have seen and stuff and Kim is a legitimately like good I would like her to get like let's get her like a, a like a little renaissance kind of thing going too I feel like she could do a really good like detective show like recurring arc and it would be good I would like yeah. to see that for her but. I know I, w- I want to see Kim come back in some way and like be on the up because I would love to see the three sisters and their yeah. I would love to see like him in that like lighter, fun, silly dynamic. Yeah. Cause I think like the all three of them seem to be on like good terms for the first time in like over a decade. And mm-hmm. I yeah, let's just even if it's for like a scene or two, like I'd love I think that would be really like nice closure almost for the viewers because Kim yeah. is such a broken bird as like we know her on this show and like it would Mm -hmm. be I don't know it's just nice to see at least like something like a little bow to tie it all up like don't bring her back for like a whole nother step but like yeah just like a like a holiday scene or something yeah you know 
Okay, I do think we have to move on to our final segment. So let's do it. We're going to play Tear the Community Apart. Love the name. All right. The rules are very simple here. I've picked two songs, and you're going to tell me which one is better. Okay. Sounds easy. Yeah, I feel that confidently. Not today. Not today. Um, Oh, God. We have two classics of early 2010s pop music that really emphasize the like EDM dance music revival at its absolute pinnacle. Two songs by two superstars of pop and hip hop. Which song is better? Starships by Nicki Minaj or We Found Love by Rihanna? Um, For me, We Found Love okay. by Rihanna. I, Starships is incredible. We Found Love for me was just such a, I mean, they were both cultural moments, Mm -hmm. but something about We Found Love really spoke to the the dance girl in me who just wants to like bust it out at the club. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, dang, Starships was really, no, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my answer. Okay. I think a Rihanna, a Rihanna girl at the end of the day. I think you did make the right choice here. I think I agree okay. with you, but it is also like we're talking to I think it's it's the difference between a 10 out of 10 and a 9 out of 10, maybe here. Agree, agree. Or like a 9.5. Like yeah. they're so they really are two of the greatest 2010s. Absolutely. Songs like, that we've gotten. Starships is to me gotten better with time too weirdly like Mm -hmm. I just I think I just have like a big nostalgic fondness for all that like early 2010s music right now like um but that song I think sounds better today than it did at the time and we found love was just like a classic right out the gate so yeah you just couldn't go you couldn't go wrong wow this is making me want to be back at our 2010s night oh yeah Berlin. Berlin. Up in our little butts off. Oh, I know. I. A good time. It's such a fun time. Shout out to friend of the pod, Georgie Morvis, for just making Berlin the best place to go out in Boys Town consistently. It is great. Um, yeah, I like. I don't know. I've been. I've just been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff on my runs recently, and it just like. Mm-hmm. I miss when pop had that sort of energy because a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff right now is just like, I mean, there are, there are exceptions, like the Dual Leap, the stuff, the Lady Gaga recent stuff's all like poppy poppy or whatever, but like there's just so much like chill ballady stuff right now in a way I that like does not say, speak to me. It's gotten sadder. As a sad girl, I do... I I both appreciate that, but also feel like, yes, we should make pop music, like, fun, bumpy. I think Little Mix does it a little bit. Yeah. But Little Mix has not taken off in the state. Not state In the way that they deserve. Yeah. And there are a lot of, like, alt-pop and, like, indie pop people, like Jesse Ware and, like... Right. I mean, you can't really call, like... Kylie Minogue indie pop these days but she's like more off but, the beaten path but there's she'll she's still doing good stuff or whatever too, right like but it's just like the pure 
the pure pop, the Dua Lipa vibe. Yeah. Where are they? No, not like you got to look like out of the mainstream a little bit for stuff like that. And that's fine, but not everyone has like, I I don't know. Not everyone has like the drive to explore music and like, Mm -hmm. I would like to educate the, those masses like a little bit more just because this was like, or like someone needs to like intervene. Like, let's get like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who we can call, but like, like honestly, Adele needs to make an album of up-tempo disco jams and she won't do it she can't she has a pathological inability to release a song with over 82 bpm but like she should she won't but maybe honestly i feel like if any if any time we would get that i think potentially her next album because she is in this like happier upbeat phase of her life now so i'm hopeful but before that, we're going to be emotionally wrecked. Yeah. Like I just, dragged through the mud. I know we're not, we're, we have a, a long slog to go in pop music before we actually get to like excavate those like early 2010s trends. So at least like the pop punk revival is like giving me a little boost. Like it the Olivia Rodrigo stuff. Yeah. And there's some, this is really going to put me in a, a bad place but there are some like tiktok stars who also like have hit the mainstream um like Jaden tours with toured with machine gun kelly yeah. and he has like a fun pop punk yeah album which makes me sound 16 and a half but it's well cool. you know who's dropping a comeback single tomorrow um and by tomorrow i mean like today if you're listening to this today avril veen who wait and she just signed with um travis barker mm-hmm. i'm excited so full circle she posted a snippet of her song on her tiktok which i didn't realize she was like huge on tiktok now so i guess that's why she like signed with the label again because she did her last album independently um the song snippet sounds so good too like i was like oh this is like this is a hit because I don't I think the kids it. know who Avril Lavigne is, really. They, I'm sure they don't. Avril Let Go was the first CD I ever bought. Yeah. So this is going to be, inc- I'm ex- so ecstatic. Yeah, I, I'm completely here for like an Avril revival, like a Michelle Branch revival, like Fifi Dobson, all these people. Like <laughs> I need, I need it. We need it back. So yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, Alina, thank you so much for being here today. This was an absolute blast. I think we really like excavated <laughs> all of Beverly <laughs> we Hills. We tore it apart. Yep. <laughs> so much fun. Um, if you would like to be found on social media, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Alina Mitra or on Twitter at Leans on Me. Okay. Incredible. Would love, would love. Thank you so much for having me, Drew. This was honestly a dream come true like the most fun thing I'll do this month I think oh my god high praise well Thanksgiving is also this month I hope your Thanksgiving is like a little better than this like (laughs) I'm I'm sure it will be but to chat with like a friend about something that I love oh so good just it's the biggest treat nothing nothing like it (laughs) Um, you can also you can find me on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Z's and at FK Pigs with a Z. Um, 
I think that's it for me. What a treat. What a joy. A true, an autumnal miracle. So, oh my gosh, the perfect way to cap, cap off. Raising my mug of cider to you right now. (laughs) Clink, clink. All right. Bye, everyone.